Natural Solutions with Dr. J. Your source for time-tested and cutting-edge natural medicine approaches to optimize your health. With your host, Dr. J. Sordian. On your website, you also have bloopers, or it's like um, a mistranslation. We do have some bloopers, Confusing yes. Some of those, too. Yeah, very funny bloopers. They are very funny. And so if people went to that website, they would be uh, able to see what... Yeah, the, uh, some of those in, in one of our, I believe it's in, we have two sections. One is called the language services, one is global marketing services. Uh-huh. Global marketing is we help identify countries that people can go into and the strategies to get them there. Ah. Um, so on the language side, and I believe it's in the knowledge center, there's a section of bloopers. Uh-huh. And, oh, these are, again, mis- mistranslations into English of funny signs around the world, Um, such as, um, oh, let me think of, uh, these are not necessarily on the bloopers list, but I can give you some of my favorite ones. All right. Um, um, This was from a newspaper in Nairobi of a contractor building a swimming pool. Um, The contractor has thrown in the bulk of his workers to get the job done on time. So in the swimming pool. In the yeah. swimming pool, um, and that was not quite right. Um, um, a sign in a—I forget where, somewhere in Europe—a um, sign in a Paris hotel said in English, "Please leave your values at the front desk." <laughs> that's that's sort of like what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> right. um, another one is. Um, um, the, the lift, meaning the, ele- the elevator, the lift is being fixed. During this time, you will be unbearable. <laughs> That's great. Those are really funny, though. Um, do you also, if like people subscribe to something, do you send out updates ever or the um, things that you're doing? Is there some? How can people in this podcast? Uh, get in touch with you besides the website. That's the best way. Is That's the, the best way. Yeah. Hyphen I N T L dot com dot com. Uh-huh. And they the, on the website there's a contact us form, and right. they can fill that out, or they can call us on our phone number, which uh-huh. is four one five five nine two zero zero four two. So that's a plus one. Plus one, depending on international or international. So you do get do get international clients as well. We used to do more international clients. One of our big clients was Toyota in Japan, ah. um, who came to us because they could not find a good translator in Japan to translate a lot of uh, technical manuals. Um, so they found us, and we did some wonderful work for them. Um, but most of our clients now are in the U.S., uh-huh. and so we do not have translations of our own on our website deliberately because most of our clients are in the U.S., and therefore we're speaking in English to them anyway. Right, okay, all right. And so, uh, are there particular ideal clients? Or could you give me an example of a couple of people um, who, or companies who really would like well, need your services? I can tell you some small companies we've worked for um, to start, and there's some, again, some names you might have heard of, like. Microsoft and Google and Twitter and Hyatt and um, um, Marriott and the NBA Warriors and Colgate and Hershey's and oh, just a few minor minor companies minor players like that. In the, in and the Disney market. and uh-huh. you know, a few others uh-huh. uh, uh, and Universal Studios. So you know, over the years, we've worked with many companies like that. 
Fantastic. Um, and but we also work a lot with small and medium-sized firms that most people, um, you know, that are not common household names. And we've also worked with billion-dollar companies that are very well known in their industries, uh -huh. but are not known, you know, among most people. Uh huh. You know. So typically, those are again. You said you do a wide variety of different things. It could be yeah. brochures. It could be manuals. Brochures, manuals, contracts, press releases. Um, Employment agreements. Um, ah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a form of a contract. Um, That's true. Software, um, uh, 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 software itself, like software strings. Oh, interesting. Um, the, uh, help, help files that are in computer systems. Oh, FAQs. Also, FAQs. Like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's as well as you know, websites themselves uh -huh. oh. and videos. And and so. I also, in the past, I was doing Japanese translation for National Cancer Institute and stuff, and, and I know that um, machine translation a long time ago was really yeah. bad, and it's still not very perfect. Right. And so, um, do you find that machine translation is something that people try and then they need to come back actually to? What's nice now is that a lot of people come to me to say, we know that machine translation doesn't work. Um, and therefore, we're coming to you, which is really quite wonderful that yeah. they have this. Real, they know now. Yeah. They have now. Um, machine translation, by the way, is also called translation software, and the most famous of those is Google Translate. Um, so, machine translation is just another term for translation software. Okay. All right. Um, and people, people are under the assumption that it that it either works well or it doesn't work well. Um, the key to it is that it's for certain purposes, um, and the purposes are primarily um, to get the gist of what something is saying from another language into yours. And that's very critical because the mistake people make is to use it for marketing, to translate their brochures, to translate their websites, to translate their um, um, anything public facing, uh -huh. um, their videos potentially. Um, and that's a huge mistake because these, th th that's, where, that's what these um, software is not made for and does not do well. Um, the adjectives get wrong, the, the nouns are used wrong, the word is modified incorrectly. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it, it's much better than it was, but it's still not perfect by any means and never will be, which is fortunate for us. Right. Um, but if I say to you, for example, um, well, just to back up for a moment, um, most people have studied Spanish in this country, um, and you know that in Spanish um, the adjective has to have the same agreement as it's called with the noun, uh -huh. so if the noun is masculine, the adjective has to be masculine. Right. It's nothing to do with gender or sex, it's just the nouns are masculine and feminine, that's the way it is. So, um, if, if I have the sentence, um, low-fat chocolate cake, Low fat is the adjective, but is it modifying chocolate or is it modifying cake? Ah, yeah. And if it's translated into another language by software, how do you know which adjective it's going to choose? Good point. Yeah, that's a great point. And so you actually has to have a human, even if it were machine translated. Yeah. Somebody has to look at it and figure it out because. Yeah, because you do need the human intervention. And sometimes you have to ask the client. 
ah. you know, what, what was your intention here? Because oh, it's, not, it's ambiguous, yeah. it's not clear. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, low-fat chocolate ice cream does exist, right. but uh -huh. is it modifying chocolate or ice cream? Right, good point, good point. <laughs> um, so, in many cases, it depends on the project, but sometimes we do use machine translation as the first pass. Um, when, when the project allows it, when there's a lot of um, repeated terminology or technical terminology that there's only one way to say it, and most likely one way to say it. Um, and these are usually Word files, doc files, as opposed to PDFs, for example. Um, so in that case, we can do a first pass machine translation but it must be edited, it must be verified by a human right. translator who is qualified, certified, who speaks the terminology, who speaks the target language. Makes total sense. Uh, and then usually it has to be proofread by another person. Ah. Just to ensure that it's accurate. Wow. That's, that's a complicated <coughs> but very uh, reasonable process and, yeah. and time-tested. To make sure that it... it People think that translation is easy. It's not. And it can either be done or it can be done well or done right. Yeah. It can be done quickly or it can be done right. And, and certainly in the, in the realm of sales, even now more so than perhaps <coughs> before, um, positive feedback and positive impressions often get trumped by a small negative impression. It's right, like exactly. You know, and so you you may have a lot of positive reviews, and you get one bad Yelp review, and all of a sudden your business is bad because of that. And so it seems like yeah. that would be the same thing in translation too. You, um, somebody yeah. sends out a marketing piece, just one that's kind of messed up, and it would damage their reputation. Um, this actually happened. Um, there was a a brochure that was put out by the Jerusalem city government. Um, Jerusalem and Israel. Now the Israelis are bright, intelligent people. They speak English and they speak other languages and you would think they would know better. But they put out a brochure that was supposed to say um, um, Jerusalem, there's, there's no city like it. And it became in English, Jerusalem, there's no such city. <laughs> That's hilarious. I hadn't heard yes. that. I, you know, Lately, because I, I, I do like to watch some mainstream uh, TV, and, and on certain channels they have a lot of ads for Jerusalem and Israel now. Yes, that's right, Jerusalem, Tel Aviv. Is, yes. this, is this like to counteract the fact that they I, said there's I, no I, such city? Uh, th this happened quite a few years ago, oh, all right, all so right. I don't know. Maybe it's this old is a, damage that they're... Yeah, it's they're, old damage they're trying right. to... No, I don't know. They're, they're, this is just a new marketing campaign. But okay. it, the point is that even people who are very bright and very intelligent make mistakes because they're not the rule in the language business is that something needs to be translated by a native speaker going into that language so what they did and what a lot of Asians do very commonly is they translate something by their own natives who speak English who think they speak English well they may have lived in this country they may have studied here whatever um, but that's fine as long as it goes, but often there are the nuances that will kill you, and as this example showed. Exactly. Um, another wonderful form of bloopers, uh, and this is to me absolutely astonishing, are companies that do, do not, that, that um, introduce a product or a company name or a product or a tagline 
internationally without checking first with a language agency to be sure that it makes sense. So one of my favorite examples is that, and a lot of these, these mistakes are done by huge companies that should know better. That are creating a brand recognition word or something, a tagline or something, right? Sometimes it's a tagline, sometimes it's a brand name. So right. for example, uh, Ford introduced, the, the, they had a car here in the US, the Pinto, and they took it to Brazil and they introduced it under the same name, Pinto, totally oblivious to the fact that in the Brazilian Portuguese language, Pinto is slang for, shall we say, male genitals. Oh. <laughs> and, and people really want to be driving around in a car like that as their right. macho uh, <laughs> right. symbol. So when they changed the name to the, word, the Brazilian word for horse, then the sales did far better. Oh, interesting. But wow. how many millions of dollars did they waste exactly. by not checking in advance yeah. that the word, you know, made sense in Brazil. Fascinating. Well, you know, Phil, you're, you're so steeped and, and such a, a wealth of knowledge in the translation field. And what, what motivated you to want to do this new project, this foundation? The foundation. Um, like you, I've traveled a great deal around the world. And... <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, traveled a great deal around the world and if you open your eyes in this country and you open your eyes abroad you see that there are tremendous problems and there's um, you know poverty and there are people who have in, in, in unequal access to services or diseases or whatever the case may be there you know animals being trafficked and humans being trafficked and you know doesn't take much to see all the problems in the world so I and always you have, and you have a big heart yeah, well, that too, that, that goes like with that. it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go without saying it. Yeah. It's, some people would look at that and just go, oh, well, that's oh, well. the way things are. But, yeah. but you have a, a, a big heart, and you're a big-hearted person. And so yeah. that and plays also, into what I'm sure. And my parents also, both of them, um, my parents divorced when I was three, So, but both of them totally independently also were totally generous and philanthropic and always focused on charities and giving back to others Wonderful. because there's always someone who's, who has less than you. Uh -huh. um, so they so were great role models. They were great role models. Yeah. And I was also raised with the value of um, repairing the world, which is that wow. the, world's, um, the world is here. You can either, as you say, you can either walk by and ignore it or you can do something about it. So I always thought how wonderful it would be to have a hundred million dollars to keep a few million for myself that would be very nice yeah. but to give away the rest of it like you know 94 95,000 uh -huh. uh, 95 million um, and to people who were able to cure these issues or not cure but at least working to solve these issues or working t to um, improve these these issues some of them may never be solved but at least you can do something to alleviate the, the, the pain or the problem um, so that was one of the motivations, just wouldn't it be nice to have the money to do it? And I don't have the money to do it, at least not yet. Um, but um, so, in, so as I was thinking of starting this nonprofit, um, there was no one cause that I wanted to focus on. You know, there are people who are working on curing cancer, there are people who are working on saving the tigers, there are people who are working on homelessness and so forth. So there was no one... Um, no one more cause that I wanted to do. So instead, I created what 
what is called the Auerbach Global Impact Foundation and the theagif.org. The AGIF.org, which is the Auerbach Global Impact, Impact Foundation. Foundation. Right. And with the the is important. Oh, the, yeah. Um, and basically what we do is um, advance the missions of all other nonprofits. Uh, advance and enable the missions of all other nonprofits and help them expand their opportunities and possibilities. So we work on the macro level, on the higher level. Um, not for any one. Our cause is their cause. Our cause is to help them improve their cause. Because um, half of the nonprofits, as we were saying, uh, fail within the first three to five years. And those that are successful on the other side of that, more than five years old, um, may be doing well, and some of them are hundreds of years old, which is incredible. Um, but they can also use some, you know, more guidance, more help, more knowledge about fundraising or management or leadership issues, whatever the case may be, publicity, and this is what our foundation does. We, we give people all the tools they need to succeed and thrive. I see. So, so essentially, um, twofold thing. One is that you are looking for other granting organizations to help fund Yes, there, the there are There are many nonprofits that fund other nonprofits. Many nonprofits just, you know, raise money and fund the causes directly or address the causes directly. Like the Bill and Li Linda, Linda, uh, Gates. Linda Gates Foundation. Right. They That's give an example they give yeah, to others. They give to others who are and on the ground things. doing uh -huh. the, solving the problems. Uh -huh. so, so that's so an example of that. An example. Which and they they should actually fund your foundation. That would be wonderful. Would be yes. If you know Mr. You Gates, you may put exactly. in a good word Any for me. Listening, listeners here know how to get in touch yes. with Mr. or Mrs. Gates, for Mr. that matter. Mr. Mrs. Bill Gates. Yes. And, uh, have them call me also. I could, yeah. I could use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're applying to grant makers, to grant funders, to help, uh, to help support us. At the moment, the foundation is being solely funded by my private company, Auerbach International. And we, st we launched officially in, on August 20th, 2018. Um, so we're, you know, we're still very young, but we're, we've uh, come a very long way very quickly and have um, uh, a way for nonprofits around the world, around the country, around the world to enter into our uh, directory, as we're calling it. And from that, they can obtain all the other benefits that we offer, such as publicity, um, courses, training courses, resources that they may need, such as um, websites or learning how to dress for success or intellectual property, uh, um, uh, intellectual property attorneys or whatever the case may be, um, um, uh, 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 payment systems, databases, whatever. Um, and then also um, our goal is to be able to give them grants to afford these courses. So if they don't have the full money to pay for the courses, then we will sub our grants will subsidize uh, part part of the, the course price. So there's a, a application fee that it's uh, eight, eight, eighty-seven dollars. dollars an extremely just minimal. Eighty-seven dollars a year to a join, year. and uh, then that allows them to be part of the directory. But then they also get access. It's like a, a membership website that has. Yeah. A lot of online courses, videos, resources of that nature? It will have videos, um, uh -huh. it, but it has online courses and resources now. 
Um, and the courses are like written out manual courses? Uh, or what? Some, it depends. Some of them are live. You oh, know, oh. People, you know, hiring the consultants to come and do the course. Some oh, of them are, are online. Some uh -huh. of them are, um, um, yeah, I think in classroom settings or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, so it depends. Um, and then we also do social media, um, social media publicity for all of our members, as we call them, all the directory registrants. Right. Uh -huh. Uh, and we'll do press releases for them based on their mission and based on their accomplishments, whatever they want. Uh, and we will also, can of course, translate their information, whether it's their listing for other people abroad for them to see, uh -huh. uh, or for um, to translate their collateral, their website, whatever it is, into other languages if they address um, ethnic markets at home or international audiences abroad. Um, and uh, we also can create videos for them. So many services that they would need to be wow, successful. That sounds fantastic. Well, I certainly hope that this goes <coughs> viral and, and that it's very successful because it, I agree that there are so many organizations around the world that are small nonprofits that need a lot of help. Yeah. Um, it's not easy running a business by any means and having the support of... And so essentially the, the education that's provided is, is like the top level... Um, best practices type of education that you're providing to yes with with very um, renowned speakers or teachers or instructors however uh -huh. you want to call them so apparently there are other organizations that provide courses for very low prices um, I don't know who they are necessarily I have no idea what the quality is but all of our people are very very high quality very top-notch who have many years of experience, if not decades of experience, um, training and working with nonprofits to improve their uh, success rate. Well, fantastic. So I, I want to thank you again, Phil Arbach, for coming on this podcast and sharing your wisdom and your humor and your, your uh, vibrancy with the listening audience. And so once again, uh, please tell the audience how they can get in touch with both the Foundation and Arbach International. Uh, so the foundation is the, A-G-I-F dot org, T-H-E, A-G-I-F, Auerbach Global Impact Foundation dot org. Uh, that phone number is 415-745-7210. Plus, plus, plus one, plus one if yeah. you're calling from internationally. Uh -huh. um, and the company is Auerbach International, which on the website is A-U-E-R-B-A-C-H hyphen I-N-T-L dot com. And that phone number is plus 415-592-0042. Thank you so much, Phil. And thank you to the listening audience for attending this episode of Natural Solutions with Dr. J. To buy your copy of Superbrain, Maximize Your Brain Health for a Better Life, go to superbrain-thebook.com. That's superbrain-thebook.com. Information can also be found on naturalsolutionswithdrj.com.